0: Well hello and welcome to Bible Prophecy for today. This channel is where I discuss controversial topics and news headlines that you're not going to hear about in the mainstream media and I do it all from a West Texans biblical point of view. Hey guys welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. Thank you guys so much for joining me uh, as we uh, venture these end times together. So the World Health Organization is going to control the United States health care crisis system, right? And so we can thank Biden for that. And of course, what does that mean? And uh, even more headlines. So let's jump into this. This article um, is in Israel365news.com. And so here it talks about on May 22nd, who will have authority to lock down all of America. This article was written by Adam Eliyahu Berkowitz. And of course, you can find it, At Israel365news.com. Okay, so officials from the Biden administration are working to give the World Health Organization the power to unilaterally declare a health emergency in any country, thereby giving them emergency powers. The message from the administration and the vote are going unreported by the heritage media, but former Congressman Michelle Bachman is working hard at sounding that alarm. So Bachman says the biggest global power grab in our lifetimes. Bachman has stated that the upcoming vote in Geneva over the Biden's administration's amendments would cede U.S. sovereignty to the World Health Organization over national health care decisions in what she describes as the biggest global power grab in what we've seen in our lifetimes. And here at Real American Voices, which is R-A-V at Real AM Voice, you can find their Twitter thing here, and it says, this is the biggest global power grab that we have seen in our lifetimes. Uh, So what Michelle Bachman tells Steve Bannon about the upcoming vote in Geneva over the Biden administration's amendment that would cede the U.S. sovereignty to the World Health Organization over national health care decisions. Guys, think about this. Just think about this for one moment. We all remember the COVID-19 debacle, right? We all remember that. There was no truth being told. All lies, all fear tactics, all everything. Now the truth is coming out about the jabs, the vaccines, and how dangerous they are, and how much heart inflammation, and all the stuff that's coming out the truth about it right within the first 3 months of the trial there was 42000 over 42000 adverse such as serious adverse effects right over 42000 over 1500 people had died okay that was in the first 3 months that was okay so the truth is finally coming out thanks to a Texas uh uh court justice right um who who went after them and told them hey you know you've got you're gonna they wanted 75 years to release their research folks think about 75 years that's what they wanted. it was pfizer but egg no not in texas no no so they ordered them to start releasing that immediately so the first documents that they had released this is what was shown so folks the truth is mm, is scary it's scarier than fiction sometimes but Now we're gonna get. So, and another thing is, they wouldn't let you to use any therapeutics. Oh no, you either take, you have to wait for the jab, or you'll take this remdesivir that is known to cause multi-organ failure, which is what most people died from. And we're gonna put you on this ventilator so you can die, okay? And we're gonna give the hospitals more money because of that, okay? So there's so much corruption and evil and total disregard for human life that upsets me. So we're gonna move along. But these are the people that we're going to give our sovereignty to our healthcare system to. Listen to this. This is Michelle Bachman um, on The Real American Voice, I believe it was Steve Bannon. So listen to this. Uh,
1: Congressman Bachman, Dean Bachman, you were the first to kind of bring this to our attention. You were in the war room last week. Walk us through what, what, because people are just getting their hands around it right now. We're going to have Frank Gaffney on, Dr. Naomi Wolf. What exactly is going on in G- Geneva at the World Health Organization? And how do we get so far down the road of it looks like signing something that's going to expand the sovereignty, the ability of the World Health Organization in Geneva, controlled by the Chinese Communist Party, to affect the sovereignty of the United States of America? That's right. It's hard to believe, Steve, but in less than two weeks' time, a vote will take place in Geneva, Switzerland at the World Health Assembly. They're important because they're the governing body of the World Health Organization, WHO this authority that they would be given would impact 99.4 percent of all the people in the world there are 193 nations belonging to the u.n the biden administration is bringing amendments that would propose that all nations of the earth cede their sovereignty over national health care decisions to the who the world health organization so what this would mean steve is that the who would have decision-making authority to intervene into the united states government policy in any nation of the world without our permission so for instance the lockdown where you see 26 million people today locked down in shanghai china they can't leave their apartments or homes the who would have the authority to be able to impose that here in the United States for whatever pretext they want. They don't have to show data. They could do this. What this does, Steve, bottom line is it creates a platform for global governance.
0: So did you catch that? So what she said was, uh, what this does bottom line is that it creates a platform for global governance through the World Health Organization. And so, Yeah, so this is emphasized. So she emphasized that action had to be taken immediately because this is what people need to know, Bachman said. It's time sensitive. No one knew about this. The Biden administration gave these proposed amendments to the World Health Organization on January the 18th. No one knew this until April the 12th, less than a month ago. But in less than two weeks, the delegates will vote on this in Geneva, Switzerland. The Biden administration has already released a list of countries 40 of the most powerful countries in the world, including Canada, the EU, and the UK, and Australia. These countries are going along with the Biden administration's insane push to give sovereignty over to the untrustworthy World Health Organization. And so, folks, this ought to scare the pants off of you, especially if you live in the UK, the EU, Australia, Canada, United States. Like, what what is going on we're living in the end times, and how else is this Antichrist to come upon the scene and take control of the world? All this is just wrapping it up. This is laying out the laying out the footwork, right? We see it all coming together, the schemes and everything coming together. What we all we do know is that God Almighty is sovereign and He is in control and He is allowing this to happen because it is fulfilling. His word his prophetic word in in the Bible so mm, I know it's scary times folks but what we got to remember is we serve a mighty God these things should not put us into fear but kick us into gear to start telling people about the Lord Jesus Christ so no fear but get in gear and start spreading the gospel start telling people the good news and so I know people that look around the world and they are terrified. They have no idea. They're not Christians. They don't understand what is going on. So that is our time to, to comfort them, to tell them, hey, Jesus Christ, this is what's happening. Jesus Christ said these things were going to happen. He told us, he forewarned us so that wouldn't catch us off guard. So that's the good thing about being a Christian is we can comfort those people. And so The only true peace is the peace that Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit gives. So, remember that. So, it goes on in this article and it says it's extremely important. The vote is going to take place in less than two weeks. And no one effectively knows about this happening. But people are starting to know. So, it's important now that we get to Kevin McCarthy, the leader of the House. Mitch McConnell, the leader of the Senate. And demand that they drop everything and have a joint press conference. And that nothing is going to happen in the United States government until Joe Biden drops these amendments. And agrees that we will not give away United States sovereignty to the UN. This is a global power grab that we have never seen in our lifetimes. And if this goes through, nothing else matters, she says. So, this is absolutely the truth. I did, I did a, an episode about on this exact thing. I think it was last week or the week before. I uh, talked about what was coming on the twenty second, and so the vote takes place on May twenty second uh, through the twenty eighth in Geneva, Switzerland, and goes into effect in November. Bachman said. Which means it won't matter which party wins the elections in November because the global authority will have all will already have transferred to the World Health Organization. That's why this is important. It's why we have to get the U.S. Senate involved, the United States House involved, so they stop this dead in its tracks right now or we lose authority here in the United States. Bannon noted that few people in Washington were even aware of the issue. Uh, Bachman reports to Bannon, because I lived in that world. They live in a bubble. Uh, the bubble is called money. It's the mother's milk of politics. Uh, she says what they're focused on is boosting the money uh, that bring that they're bringing in for the elections. That's why, or she goes, that's what it's all about. So uh, she goes, they have to forget about that and realize that there's a country to save and we have very little time. This vote is in less than two weeks. This is the world and the Republican leaders need to have a joint press conference and say, we're not going to pass a bill. We're not going to do anything. We're not going to vote for these $33 billion for Ukraine. You're getting zero zip nada. In fact, we're not even going to give you a quorum. We're not even going to show up until you make sure these amendments don't get offered at the World Health Assembly, Bachman said. It's that serious. She said this is real. And so, goodness gracious, if you you want to read about this article, jump onto Israel365news.com. And folks, I'm going to ask you guys and implore you guys that we be in prayer here in the United States, especially that we all come together and be in prayer um, for this May 22nd through the 28th um, decision and vote and that we pray against it, uh, that we would pray that the Lord God Almighty uh, would intervene and not let this occur, not let this happen. But, you know, If it does happen, we know that it is God's will. And that's another thing uh, people, you know, if you don't know the Bible, you don't understand that God is the one that takes kings down and puts kings up and takes, you know, presidents down and puts presidents up and takes nations down. So it is God Almighty that is in, in control of all of that. And so when these things happen, we just know that they are fulfilling biblical prophecy. So it may look scary to us or, you know, like we live in this, evil, sin-filled world. And to us, it's it's hard. Just think of uh, Lot. Remember in the Bible, we're talking about Lot and he lived in Sodom again more and it was an evil, sin-filled city and him and his family had to live in that. And of course, you know, God said he sent the angels to get them out of there before he destroyed it. And so that's another um, precursor kind of like to uh, the rapture, right? And so before all this happens, Um, God is going to come in and um, Jesus is going to rapture us out of this world before he pours his wrath out on it and so anyway, but that's a good article Um, I'm not going to finish all of it, but you guys probably need to read it and um, definitely know what is coming and so if this does go and it starts into effect in November, you better dang well believe there'll be another COVID-20 it won't be COVID-19, it'll be a COVID-2020 or covid 2022. there you go uh, but anyway, the Bible even talks about pestilences and famine and all of this stuff that's going to happen. You know, in the first part of the tribulation, and um, you know, you think about these things and you look at the world, and they're setting it all up. They're setting all of this up. Um, you look at the uh, the food plants here in the United States and the fertilizer plants that are mysteriously, you know, catching on fire and burning to the ground, you know, whatever. We know it's mysterious, we know they're doing it on purpose. The war, the Russia-Ukraine war, um, all the grain and everything over in Ukraine and Russia that's usually shipped across, you know, all the stuff in China is uh, hoarding grain. And here in the United States, we can't get baby formula, but yet we can send 40 or 33 billion dollars over to Ukraine while our our children and our babies here in the United States can't even get, uh, can't get formula. And another eye opening thing, if you weren't aware of this is, uh, the government pretty much has a, has a monopoly on Abbott, right? Not governor Abbott, but Abbott, um, the, the manufacturing Abbott, right? And so they manufacture most of the baby formula. Well, there's a government monopoly on that. And so guess what? Guess where they're sending. So they've been stockpiling, um, formula baby formula you have our our own government has it guess where they're sending it they're sending it um to the border but not to our children here in the united states not to our babies not to our mothers no no no, no. we're gonna stop and send it to the border this is the united states of 2022 folks it's not the same country. We are not the same world superpower. We are an impotent arm, basically, of the World Economic Forum, basically, is what we are. So the global threat of Putin's deterioration, this is by Hal Lindsay. Over the last few years, Putin has made several direct and indirect threats to use nuclear weapons. But now, the threats come almost every week. At the same time, intelligence sources are warning about significant changes in the man who runs Russia. Putin has become more erratic. His decisions are increasingly paranoid and self uh, destructive i don't know if you've noticed that or not but his health seems to be deteriorating somewhat as well but i mean what can he i mean you know what can he gauge from all that right so this is by Hal lindsay you guys can go to howlindsay.com and check this out it says jesus said the war and rumors of war would mark the time right before his return skeptics point out um that there have always been both jesus clearly meant that in time wars and messages about the Would somehow be more extreme with the use of atomic weapons war changed at the end of uh, world war ii those weapons have not been used in battle since then but thousands have made them and through the years made even deadlier with the fall of the soviet union most people were lulled into thinking the world was safe from nuclear destruction but that isn't true this year things have grown much worse It's not just that the war in Ukraine involves a nation loaded to the teeth with hydrogen bombs. During the nuclear era, both the United States and Russia fought various wars. The difference this time is the deterioration of the man with his finger on the nuclear button. A few days ago, Vladimir Putin gave a warning to those nations helping Ukraine. If someone intends to interfere in what is going on from the outside, they must know that constitutes an unacceptable strategic threat to Russia they must know that our response to counter-strikes will be lightning fast fast we have all the weapons we need for this no one else can brag about these weapons and we won't brag about them but we will use them over the last few years putin has made several direct and indirect threats to use Uh, to use nuclear weapons. But now the threats come almost every week. At the same time, intelligence sources are warning about significant changes in the man who runs Russia. Putin has become more erratic. His decisions are increasingly paranoid and self-destructive. The former Russian spy Boris Karpichkov claims Putin is obsessed by paranoid ideas. He sees literally everyone, including those inside the Russian security uh, services and even inside his close inner circle, to be traitors. More concerning still, Karpushkov, uh claims that Mr. Putin suffers from the early stages of dementia. The Russian president's recent appearances on camera illustrate the fact that something is terribly wrong. He appears bloated and uncomfortable. He has uh, been seen uh, gripping the desk before him with white knuckles for extended periods after watching a video of Putin. A body language expert from Texas Tech University, hey Texas Tech, guns up, sorry, um, Professor Eric Busi said it's an astonishingly weakened Putin. Uh, Yevgeny Selivanov, a surgeon at Moscow Central Clinical Hospital, is reported to have met Putin at the leader's Black Sea resort some thirty-five times. Uh, Stella Vonov, uh wrote his thesis on the treatment of elderly and senile patients with thyroid cancer. Putin has always been extremely self-centered with a touch of paranoia, but Putin's disastrous invasion of Ukraine seems to have amplified this, his paranoia to new levels. He may also suffer from cancer and Parkinson's disease, along with early dementia. In his deteriorating mental and physical state, he may be feeling that he has little to lose and he controls the largest arsenal of nuclear weapons on the planet. He's fighting a major war in Europe and he regularly threatens the, world, the whole world with his nuclear weapons. Uh, there has never been a threat like him in the history of the world. Surely his present war and the war he threatens qualify as new and more extreme kinds of war and rumors of war, according to the Bible. It will get worse before it gets better. But this is a lift up your hands kind of moment. We should see the Putin threat as another sign of the times combined with all the other signs. It seems obvious that we are getting close to the time of Christ's return. And that, friends, he says, is good news. That is from the Hal Lindsey Report. And so the Bible tells Jesus told us when you see these things begin. To start happy it lift your head up for your redemption draws near that's probably one of my favorite verses uh, especially during these end times and i hang on to that absolutely so what else what other headlines do we have going today if you want good headlines you can go to olive tree views org olive tree views org in there uh gmr account, grab some really really good rss feeds from all around all right and a couple more headlines that i wanted to uh, bring to you guys attention today cancer hepatitis bells palsy herpes a warning that problems will worsen so the vaccines are a brand new product that was not properly tested before being rushed to market so that there would be problems was predictable dr hodgkinson says uh but the scale of the problems has exceeded expectations and we have not seen the end of them but yet folks i'm gonna throw this in here Biden administration uh, wants Pfizer and everybody to give these vaccines to children six months to six years old. Oh. But no, don't worry, folks. There's no plan to eliminate the population on the world and bring us all down to 500 million like those Georgia Godstones says that. No, of course not. Anyway, Yes. So the Rare Foundation, guys, if you want to check out this article, go to the com. That is R A I R Foundation.com. So this is by Madeline Weld, PhD. So Dr. Madeline Weld. So Dr. Hodkinson's is adamant that pregnant women and children should not be vaccinated under any circumstances. It's going on a year and a half since the COVID vaccine rollout began in early 2021. Well, before that year was over, getting vaccinated for COVID became mandatory for many jobs and entering a wide range of establishments. Despite an unprecedented number of reports of vaccine injuries, getting an exemption for any reason, including a bad reaction to the first dose, became next to impossible for most people. In this interview with Rare Dr. Roger Hodkinson, I'm sorry i hope i'm saying his name right hodkinson h-o-d-k-i-n-s-o-n um discusses what we already know about the effects of the vaccines and what we might expect in the future the vaccines are a brand new product that was not properly tested before being rushed to market so that there would be problems was predictable dr hodkinson says but the scale of these problems has exceeded expectations and we have not seen the end of them while the hypotheses mechanisms by which the vaccines exert adverse effects have not been proven, we nevertheless see the consequences. Uh, the major one is generic immune suppression. It is manifested in two ways. The first is an increase in vulnerability, not just to COVID, but to infections, infections in general. The second is the resurgence of cancers previously under control and the emergence of new aggressive cancers. The fact that reports of such developments are largely anecdotal is itself a criticism why are there no well-funded studies that would generate the statistics we need dr hodkinson thinks that the nih would rather not know he says there are many medical uncertainties we do not know what is causing severe hepatitis in children the number of affected children is small but some are very sick perhaps they have a suppressed immune system because of virus or particle shedding by nearby vaccinated people autoimmunity is a possibility, as it is part of the COVID syndrome in other organs. There are anecdotal reports of injury to breastfeeding babies. Breasts or modified sweat glands. The Japanese Pfizer study on rats showed that nanoparticles concentrate in the sweat glands. Theoretically, the nanoparticles or the spike protein could get into the sweat and be aerosol, aerosolized in breath in by others. But despite the plausible mechanism, In convincing reports of injuries to breastfed babies, this information is not being quantified. Dr. Hodkinson is adamant that pregnant women and children should not be vaccinated under any circumstances. We do not know, for example, whether and to what extent reverse transcriptase could incorporate this injected genetic material into a vaccinated person's DNA. We also don't know how long the mRNA in the vaccine will keep driving the production of spike protein our own mrna gets broken down very quickly uridine to pseudo-uridine to make it more resistant and maximize the time that it can make our bodies produce the spike protein that our immune system then reacts to dr hotkinson's hypothesizes that there is a bell curve of production in the human population people at one end may produce very little while these on the other end may produce a massive amount they are the ones who would have the most complications. So he goes on to criticize the health authorities for ignoring innate immunity. He says, we have innate immunity and learned immunity. He goes, our innate immune system reacts immediately and non-specifically to anything it has not seen before. On the other hand, learned immunity is obtained through infection or vaccine and is much stronger and much more specific. Children have a low density of ACE2 receptors, which the virus needs to get into a cell in the upper airways and their innate immune system would protect them. Exposure to the virus would also activate learned immunity, generating antibodies by B cells against it. Some of the white blood cells known as T cells become memory cells that become activated in a future encounter. In addition to the resurgence of cancer, lowered immunity from the vaccine has resulted in the resurgence of diseases such as herpes and Bell Palsy. The cause of Bell's palsy is unknown, but the return of the disease in some people who have vaccine induced immunosuppression suggests it might be caused by an infectious agent. The COVID vaccines are creating an immune deficiency syndrome that is not caused by HIV or non HIV, which is AIDS. Doctor, he, he goes on to say that he is not aware of studies with natural remedies but says that the essence of the prophylactic effects of ivermectin and hcq as well as quercetin and curcumin is that they enable zinc which kills the virus to get into cells they should therefore be taken with zinc but unfortunately the fda and the cdc are still dumping on those agents so he goes on to say that he expects things to get worse before they get better he says they may not be too bad because he says to quote napoleon never interrupt your enemy when he is making a mistake but when what has been happening over the last two and a half years sinks in with the general population that is being prevented from accessing the information presented in lay language such as alex barrens and it realizes that it's been duped we won't be prepared for the scale of revulsion that will take place the articulation of that revulsion will present an opportunity for a new political era based on the traditions that founded north america family, hard work, risk-taking, religion, and tradition. That is the common thread among politicians such as former U.S. President Donald Trump and Canada's Maxine Bernier and of emerging political groups as well as the Alberta Separatism. He goes on to say, the emerging new political era turns things upside down for the great resetters. Dr. Hodgkins is calling this opportunity the great reject. (laughs) He says uh, he believes it is of a Magna Carta II scale. When the barons went down the meadow at Runnymede to meet the king, they didn't know if they would come back alive. But they did, and they wrestled rights from the king, but now have the same scale of opportunity. He goes, we now have the same scale of opportunity. Uh, to keep democracy alive. We're heading to a dark place if we don't do something about it or don't do something dramatic. But Dr. Hodkinson is optimistic that the truth will get out and create a new era of politics. Now, as much as I would like to agree uh, with Dr. Hodkinson on that, I must must disagree, unfortunately, because I do not think we're going to wherever i don't think if you look at the united states of america we don't have enough men like i mean masculine men um to fight a war unless you look at us in the south and we got men here for sure but if you go up north there's no men there's metrosexuals there's all these other there's non but they even know what a man is up there right they think women are men and like you see what the Bible says that God will turn you over to a reprobate mind. So God tells us in Romans 1 that he will turn us over to a reprobate mind. And you can look at the United States and you can look at the world and you can see that has happened. And then you look at, uh, Revelation and then of course you read in Matthew and of course all these prophetic books in the Bible and it says that men will believe the deception. What did Jesus tell us over and over and over again? Do not be deceived because great deception is coming upon the world. And we look, we look at all of this happening. We we look at the whole COVID thing. Look, look at all the deception. Oh, they called it misinformation. When all these doctors had gotten together, the frontline doctors, remember, and they were ridiculed. But they were right. They were right. Think of the millions of people who could have been saved if they would have just used ivermectin or quercetin or any of the zinc, vitamin D, any of these other therapeutics that these doctors had come up with. Think of the people. Think of your family. If you knew anybody who died or your friends who died, think. Think of the folks that could have been saved. Think of the the, the people in nursing homes that couldn't see their parents. Like My father, he died uh, May 24th of 2020. He didn't die from COVID, praise God, but he died nonetheless. Um, I couldn't see him; I had to go see him through a window and talk to him on the phone and like Facetime and things like that. But these people died of broken hearts, you know, and it should enrage people. Where where is the righteous anger? Where are Christians rising up with righteous anger? You just don't see that anymore. Uh, no, we we want to live our best life now, and we are a uh, the United States is a very materialistic church um they it's all about um these worshiping themselves is what i like to call it they just worship them they go in and they have these big huge you know stadiums and they have like these you know rock bands and all the lights and they you spin all this you know and all this but is this music glorifying god at all and it's not glorifying god it's glorifying themselves look at andy Stanley, who likes to play uh led zeppelin in his church where is his father calling him out on that? He's call him out on the carpet, but no, we don't have godly men anymore. We don't have godly pastors in the United States anymore. We oh, there are, I, I, yeah, there are. I'm not saying they're all like that, but I'm just saying the majority of these churches, the Southern Baptist Convention, has gone the way of critical race theory. They have gone the way. I absolutely am horrified. When I was a child growing up, and even in my early twenties, I remember my aunt telling me, you know. If you want to get into a doctorally sound church, make sure it is a SBC church, a First Baptist church, or so on and so forth. I left the First Baptist church back in 2017. I could see they were going the way of critical race theory. Even back then, they were going the way of the social gospel. And I said, nope. The Holy Spirit said, nope. And I got out. I left, never to return. But the church I attend now is an SBC church, but my pastor... Was completely not with that at all. Thank God. He retired in January. And so now I'm just kind of in a conundrum. But I say all that to say this. The church that you attend needs to be a doctrinally sound church. Their music needs to play music that glorifies God. That doesn't glorify themselves. That's not Bethel or any of these ungodly fake Christian bands that are actually satanic. People don't realize that. They don't listen to the words. They don't, you know, these words, they just sing them because they like the melody, right? You have got to break down these words and say, does this glorify God? Is this even mention Jesus' name? Um, Lord, tell you what, Satan is called Satan Lord too. So you've really got to break things down. If you want to, go check out Spencer Smith's documentaries on uh, Christian, quote, Christian rock and roll. Or just rock and roll, period. Go watch uh, his uh, documentaries on Third Adam. Folks, you're going to be amazed, number one, that all this stuff has been happening. And now, their symbols and all the stuff that you see, like the one eye and the lightning bolt and all this stuff. You know, they have it out in the open now because, you know, they don't care. They are not ashamed. They don't care. They're not trying to hide. Darkness is now coming into the light, and they do not care because, the Bible says, Satan has... I mean we we live in a fallen world right satan is the little g god of this world little g not capital G. He's the little g god of this world and so jesus christ told us because you are in this world but you are not of this world which means this is not our home we are only passing through so i say all of this to bring these things into perspective so we live in the end times we are living in the end days You. Even if you're not a Christian, I have people that talk to me that are not Christians, that email me, that write me, whatever, are not Christians. And they even say there is something going on. Like, I don't believe, but I do see that you know, something something in this world is happening. Something weird is going on. Something, you know, like I've never seen before. Of course, you know, of course, um, God said this was going to happen. This is all leading up to the tribulation. And so what that is, is Satan's going to have... He's going to have his time. He will have his time on this earth. He's got seven years is what he has. That's it. That's all he's going to get. And then God, Jesus is coming back and boom, that's over. He will destroy them with the brightness of his coming. You know, the word of word out of his mouth is going to destroy them, right? It's going to take one angel and only one angel to bind Satan and throw him into the lake of fire. So remember that when you think that he is all powerful. One angel. Doesn't even name the name in Revelation. It says an angel comes down from heaven with a key and a chain, right? And so if you didn't listen to the study in Revelation where I talked about uh, the tribulation, go check that out. I did a study series on that recently in this podcast. And so I wanted people to be aware of what is coming upon the earth. If you're not a Christian, if you have not put your faith in God, Woo! If you haven't put your faith in Jesus Christ to save you, today is the day of salvation, Jesus says. You don't have to do anything fancy. You don't got to be at a church. You don't got to go to any specific church. You don't have to do nothing. You can be driving down in your car right now and you can cry out to the Lord Jesus Christ say, Save me! And guess what? He will save you. The Bible says, Call upon the name of the Lord and you will be saved. He goes, Anybody who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Remember that. So anyway, if you guys want to check that out, check that article out of Rare Foundation. Um, There's more stuff uh, that he talks about it. But he says the emerging emerging new political um, era turns things upside down for the great resetters. Dr. Hodgkins is calling this opportunity the great reject. I do like that part of it. I do like that. We need to call this the great reject. We need to pray against it. We need to spread the truth. I'm not saying that we as as Christians give up and say, (laughs) Jesus is coming. Oh, well, whatever. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying. That God has his timetable and he is moving pieces of this puzzle together. Now, will we may, uh, if we pray, like we say, get on our knees and, you know, uh, admit our sin and ask Christ to forgive us and, you know, say, hey, heal our land. He may, he may give us more time like he did when he, he elected, he put Trump in office. There's no way they should have ever pass because of cheaters, you know that. But it happened because God wanted it to happen. That's why they were all stunned. You're like, oh, I love that compilation of all those, all those women screaming, Eah! like little vaginas on their head and crap. Oh, my gosh. They completely went insane. I do laugh at that. I probably shouldn't as a Christian, but I think it's hilarious. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> oh, goodness. Trump
1: is now president of the United States. What a great address. honor to be able to introduce for the first time ever anywhere the 45th president of the United States of America, Donald
0: You know god is in ultimate control but we as christians are here you know if if it wasn't anything if god's like that's it you're saved like whatever we're just supposed to go about our little lives you know making all the money and living our best life and you know oh we want this no that was the case god would have taken straight to heaven once we accepted christ right but that's not how this works that's not how any of this works That's not how it works that's not how any of this works i love that commercial anyway no that's not how that works We are saved in order to do good works that God has preordained for us to walk in, right? That's what we are here to do right now. Whatever calling God has on your life right now, I ask you to submit to Him and walk in that calling that He has called you to do. And you may not, if you don't know what it is, ask Him. Whatever you're good at naturally, basically, is that through the Holy Spirit, it's given you these talents use those talents to glorify god you know use those time right now is where we need to be saying hey world hey lost and dying world guess what you see all this nuclear war and all this talks of war and all this famine that's going to come up babies don't have formula hey you ain't got enough to eat hey hey us christians over here hey we have answers for you we have we have hope for you hey we listen to us right That's what we need to be doing. Yelling it up from the rooftops. Jesus Christ saves. We all know that we're not here for very long. We're only here for a a vapor of time. Maybe 70 years. Maybe not. Maybe 50. Maybe who knows. But think about that in the scheme of things. How long is that? Not very long. But eternity is forever so you will either spend eternity in heaven or you will spend eternity in hell and the decision is yours god doesn't send anybody why would a loving god send anybody to hell he doesn't you send yourself there by rejecting the work of his son jesus christ that's why that's why you send yourself to hell so, I don't want to hear people say, well, I'm loving God. No, he does not You choose that. You make that choice. You can't live a perfect life. You cannot do it. Only Jesus Christ could do that. And that's why he came, because we could not. He died on the cross, and he took the wrath of God in our place. It should have been us on, the, it should have been us suffering God's wrath. But Jesus loved us so much, and God loved us so much, that he sent his only begotten son. That's right, for you and me. So, remember that. Just remember that. Anyway, this one is all. This is what this world is all about. But anyway, I want to let you guys know that what all is going on with the Pfizer thing, and there's all kinds of cancer is, folks. mm. But remember the Georgia Godstones. Remember they want to bring the population down to 500 million. They don't care. They're out now. They're telling everybody what they think, and they don't care what you think, what I think. They do not care. They don't care. They are out and out. And do you think they're going to give up this power that they have now? They control, look, we're going to the World Health Organization. They're going to take control over that. Will they have control over sovereignty of the United States and all kinds. Do you honestly think they're going to just roll over and give that up? No. No, they are not. They have seized it. And they're going all out, and they're not, I'm telling you right now, they're not going to give it up. There's the World Health Organization. You've all Noah Harari. I did a program about him last week. Um, Jay Markell um, did a program um, just this past weekend, I do believe, on her radio program, Understanding the Times Radio. You can go to olivetreviews.org and check that out and listen to that in its entirety or you can also watch her on youtube or rumble so if you're a visual person like i am you like to hear it and see it go check it out on rumble because it's always on rumble sometimes they can't put it on youtube because you know youtube <laughs> i don't I have to explain it to you guys if you're listening to me <laughs> you didn't find me by accident well if you did welcome i love you guys um but anyway one more uh, one more headline i wanted to go over with you guys um christianity today gives a word to book mocking genesis account this is a harbingersdaily.com christianity today is an apostate organization but anyway mm. so christianity and this proves it right here so christianity today gives an award to a book mocking the genesis account of creation so check this out at harbingersdaily.com harbingersdaily.com let me see so it's under deceptions apostasy and it's one of their top stories and, of course, it was written by Ken Ham. I love Ken Ham. And I don't know if you guys um, have uh, ever checked him out, but go check him out. He's great. And this article was written way back. Well, not way back. Seems way back. But it's only December 31st of last year. So, the theologically liberal-leaning publication, Christianity Today, recently published this book awards for the year 2022. These are books they believe are most likely to shape evangelical life, thought, and culture next year. Well, the book that won the Award of Merit under the category Apologetics and Evangelism is one of that several of our AIG staff members have read and certainly wouldn't, which is would not, recommend. Christianity Today hails this book as a bold, rigorous, original work at the intersection of faith and science and a breath of fresh air to those Uh, Who wonder whether contemporary science, including evolutionary science, is compatible with the Christian faith, What is this book? It's in quest of the historical atom, a biblical and scientific exploration by Dr. William Lane Craig. It's sad, but not surprising, that Christianity today gives an award to a book that undermines the authority of the word of God. Indeed, Craig refers to Genesis as mytho history. In a video interviews about his book, he even comes across as mocking the Genesis account of the creation of Adam and Eve and the fall, if one takes the account as literal history. The Christianity writer of the book claims, but Craig's project is not revisionary. Rather, he is seeking with intellectual humility, boldness, and rigor to walk the path of reason in search of the truth. Folks, you see how they put these words in here? They just put these little words and just, you know, make it sound all good and fluffy. Heresy. Anyway, well, Craig certainly walks the path of reason. He puts finite man's word, fallible human reason, and academic pride in authority over the word of God as he revises the Bible in light of man's ideas. This really has become a plague in Christian academia and much of church leadership. Just like I was talking earlier, this is what is going on. Folks, mmm. But is Craig really in search of truth? No, because he rejects the plain reading of the word of the one who is truth and exalts the fallible word of man. His rejection of the historical account of Genesis is because he is desperately trying to fit man's evolutionary beliefs, which are based in autonomous fallen reason into God's word. It's a compromise of the infallible word. (sighs) Real intellectual humility, the words of the C.T. writer, calls us to humbly accept that God knows more than we do and that he can be trusted in everything, including giving us an accurate account of history. Boldness uh, compels us to reject the allure of man's praise, believe God, and take him at his word. And rigor calls us to be faithful to the genre of Genesis, which is clearly historical narrative, not mytho-history and rigorous study the Word of God, not take ideas from outside Scripture and twist Scripture to fit them. Go check out Ken Ham if you haven't already. I absolutely love him. Go show him some love. He's gotten a bunch of others. So I'll give you a little, just a real quick um, synopsis. So the CEO and founder of Answers in Genesis, the popular creation museum, and the world-renowned Ark Encounter. That is the Ken Ham um, that I'm quoting in these articles. So anyway, guys, uh, definitely go check out harbingersdaily.com. You're going to find all kinds of stuff on there that you're going to want to read about, you're going to want to know about. Or if not, just stay tuned to me. And um, hey, I'll give you all the news and views from a West Texan's biblical perspective. Guys, thanks for joining me so much today. Uh, I want you guys to know that I do pray for everybody that listens to this podcast, and I just pray that, you know, God will watch over you guys, protect you during these days, and that, of course, you know, His Holy Spirit will give us boldness to speak His Word, to tell people, no matter who they may be, no matter where they may be, no matter, you know, what kind of person they may be, we should not judge the folks, but we should uh, preach the gospel in season and out of season. So folks, may the Holy Spirit give us each that boldness to do that. And I just ask these things in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Thank you guys so listening for listening. And as always, get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha.